You know it's like during lockdown. You're all starting to grow your hair out because you can't go to a hairdresser's. Well, this week in our uh, main film review for the podcast, we're going to be looking at a bit of hairstylist in a different way. Ever wanted a different hairstyle? No, I'm sure you would like mine. a different hairstyle. Sorry to interrupt, but mine looks like I'm wearing a fucking Lego hat. <laughs> Helmet. <laughs> yeah, I look like a helmet head. I look like <laughs> the guy from Spaceballs. And we can't all have beautiful hair like Marcus. I have no hair, so what I'd love to do is scalp somebody and put their hair on. So yes, this week on the podcast, we're going to be talking <laughs> oh, hair and haunted houses as we cover the Banishing and the Starlist. Welcome to Snakebite Horrorcast. No, please don't kill me, Mr. Ghostface. I want to be in the sequel. There is no good. There is no evil. There is only No. Be afraid. Be very afraid. What the fuck is going on? Get away from her, you bitch! You! I just thought of something mean. What? <laughs> if, that, if that girl wanted to be you, she could... No, no I can't say it. <laughs> she, could, she could just wear a swimming cap. Helmet boy, jeez. I know. <laughs> Do you know what's really funny about that? I have a book next to me, which is the Humpty Dumpty book, and I'm just looking at the picture. <laughs> it's exactly how I oh. imagined she'd look if she put one on. <laughs> Fuck you both. Right. Skills <laughs> <laughs> of podcast. I can't imagine how tall Marcus's hair is right now. It, <laughs> oh. it must be up to the fucking ceiling. <laughs> Going a bit of Jedward style, you know? Uh, <laughs> no, my mother fun. luckily cuts my hair, so... Oh, that's good. Can she do mine? <laughs> <laughs> I could cut your hair if you want. Get the old scissors out. Do you know what, Marcus? We're actually at the point where I wouldn't say no. Ooh. I'll even do it for free. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. Why not? Hi, and welcome to Snakebite Horrorcast. <laughs> I am your host, Mark Goddard. And we are talking about Marcus's hair this week. Um, <laughs> as always, I am joined by my co-hosts. First up is Nar Whitlock. Hello. And also, as always... Marcus Wallace. Yo, yo. <clears throat> so, guys, um, <clears throat> so guys, two brand new movies again this week. We've been treated. Very rarely do we get all these brand new films. and I've been enjoying it the last few weeks, but we've been given two very different movies. So, on one hand, a haunted, a haunted church house a movie, uh, and following that will be The Stylist, as he heard in the intro, about hair. I don't have <laughs> hair. Um... So I wouldn't know what a stylist is. But um, so guys, what are you thinking of this week's choices? Good and bad. But I will just make an honourable mention. What was the film that we were meant to watch this week? Do you remember? Oh, fuck. Uh... It was an Iranian film. And it was so boring that I physically couldn't watch it anymore. Let me find out. (laughs) 
Son of that a was film. another film. Yeah, we mentioned it last week on the podcast, but I literally I I managed to watch forty minutes of it, and I've I've not done this in a film before. I literally said to Mark, "I can't watch any more of this. I am done." What was it called? The night. It, fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like the most boring. It was like living my life during lockdown. It was so boring that I couldn't look at it. <sighs> <sighs> Sorry, I just had to get that out of my system. It was beyond. I would rather watch a two-hour film about paint drying. <laughs> and I literally just had a look. I 40 minutes in, had a look how much was left, and it said one hour, 32 minutes. And I said, no. <laughs> no. In fairness... Would you rather watch the baby? I would rather watch Grave Encounters 1. <laughs> not 2. But not Grave yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In fairness, we weren't supposed to watch the night or the Stardust. We're supposed to watch Twelve Hour Shift, and I completely fucking forgot. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's only by chance oh, we stream yeah. back to the podcast. I uh, I, I remembered that because that's what we suggested on the last podcast. So uh, so you, if you're sitting here like, waiting for Twelve Hour Shift, I'm so fucking sorry. Um, but we didn't Stardust. You'll be waiting another twelve hours. Well, next episode, you never know. Um, so let's get on to the first uh, movie of the podcast this week. And that is The Banishing. Dear God, thank you for bringing us together as a family. I hope you're both settling in well. Yes, thank you, Father. We'll make it a home in every room. Amen. Over there is bedroom. That is the living room. And this is the dining room. What's this room? You're not to go there. You're forbidden. What's the time, Mr. Orff? What's the time, Mr. Orff? What's the time, Mr. Addy? So now, you have a brand new system we want to kick in. We realise that... Uh, Maybe Marcus describing the movies isn't particularly the best way to go. So, no, Sorry, guys. Ex- explain what your new system is going to be. Right. I am going to... Is two minutes too long or is one minute enough? One minute. Well, one minute's enough. Fuck it. Let's do a minute. Right. So Marcus, or one of us... By the way, it's my turn this week to nominate. So I'm going to nominate Marcus. <laughs> um, to describe the film in one minute. And I will be timing him... Let me get my timer up. I thought this would be a lot smoother than it actually was. <laughs> right, so I'm going to put one minute on the timer. I'm going to tell you when you have 30 <laughs> seconds left, because Marcus likes to get into the weird details at the beginning, for <laughs> okay. some strange reason. Um, I mean, he can talk for five minutes about the colour of a jumper, but then I describe the, the ending colour. of a film in like a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, are you ready, Marcus? I think so. Okay, your time starts... Now, right. So, the Banishing is a film set in the 1930s, a about uh, a haunted house. Uh, this lady who is deemed to have been a slut in the past uh, marries a priest, reverend guy. I don't know, some religious folk, folk, f- 
fuck? Oh, man. Anyway, right. She goes to this house, starts seeing weird stuff. Her daughter, from another man, ends up getting kidnapped through a mirror, <laughs> and this old woman who has haunted the house uh, decides to try and take her until she finds her in the catacombs at the end. And You have 30 her, seconds. Convinces the blind woman to give her back, and then, oh my god, it's, it all goes poorly, and, oh god, I'm really struggling with this. Yeah, yeah haunted mansions and Peggy Carter lookalikes, and, yeah, it, it's a great film. I'm, I'm sticking with that. <laughs> You've got 15 <laughs> seconds left. A horrifying secret. And, uh... Yeah. yeah. Describe his robe. What was his robe like? <laughs> his robe was silky and... Uh, was it? Oh, he, like Wally. He had no hair. L- little hair. There you go. You oh. are out of time. <laughs> that was horrible. I won't want to use it. I quite like that. That was pretty good. <laughs> I even had the description of the film on my computer and i just looked at it and just lost track of where i was how many pages was it no this is like four lines oh, okay really <laughs> just read the four lines out that probably would take less than what you said i know i tried to skip bits thinking oh i'll mention this and that and then i just jumped over myself and i was like oh <laughs> whoops <laughs> right fair enough there you go that's it that's all you're getting <laughs> <laughs> so i'm gonna go to I'm going to Marcus first. And Marcus, your thoughts on this film? Okay, I, it, it, it's better than what I described. I, <laughs> honest, uh, but yeah, no, I, I kind of liked the film. Well, I say kind of. I did really like the film. It, it being set in the 1930s, did sort of set a strange standard to it. Uh, I felt like they really did make the scenery uh, keep to that sort of style, although the makeup seemed way too modern for uh, that sort of era, but. Little details, I guess. Uh, but the idea of the film itself was set out pretty well. Um, I like that there was a lot of mystery to it. You don't really quite know what was going on. Uh, didn't like how they sort of just copied The Conjuring and people floating and getting pinned to walls and stuff. But yeah, uh, there wasn't really any like major bits I actually disliked about the film. It was just a standard good one. It, I'll tell you what, this was one of the films out of the two that kept me interested the whole way through. Okay. How about you now? Oh, I hated this film. <laughs> it was boring as shit. I am surprised, because at the two, I thought you would like this one. No, I fucking hated this film. It was just crap. Um, the baddie was crap. I don't really get the cult. Were they real? Were they not? The sort of mental guy in the village was sort of crowbarred in. The only good bit I liked was the fact that they had a Nazi bishop um for for reasons that wasn't really clear why either to be honest um he was a good actor though seeing him in other stuff mm. um but no i found the characters boring i found them annoying a lot of the time mm. um the film just had no direction I, I, the only creepy bit i found as well was the mirror scene i think that was done quite well the first time she sees the mirror and she's sort of looking at it in the basement. Or oh, the time-lapse mirror. Her, her, well, her, the first time she sees it, her reflection sort of does mimic her, but it does it slightly out of sync. Mm. Also, I don't get the asylum scenes. Are they flashbacks? Are they flash-forwards? What? Because they make it look like her mirrored side... Is looking in a little bit like that yeah. um, the house that time forgot but, we watched. 
Yeah, but yeah. it's they they mentioned earlier that she was in a mental institution. So her in the mirror is her from the past, or is that a complete parallel world? It's just not explained. Mm. Like nothing in this film is explained at all. Is she her real daughter? Did the priest take the wrong child and give it to her? We don't know. They never tell us. I think that's part of the mystery. It's part of the mystery, but it also makes it a shit film for me. Like, you have to at least have some sort of payoff. Otherwise, you just look like you're not, you don't know what you're doing. Mm, no, I agree. And I think that's what <coughs> is wrong with this film. It just it didn't know what it wanted to be. It didn't know if it wanted to be a murder mystery or a cult film or a ghost film. And at the end, we just ended up with a kid in a room somewhere with a blind ghost, which was just bizarre. I, I, yeah, it's not for me. I just I don't get it at all. No. How did you feel about it? I hated this film. <laughs> for me, I said this on a couple of um, Facebook chats that I was doing as well, it's very much the same of the same. It's like we've seen this before, or we've seen aspects of it before. Like, mm. the house that time forgot, very similar to that. Um, it's just, you know what's going to happen. Creepy house. She has to find her way. Like the ring. Creepy video cassette. Find the person. Put her to rest. It's the same shit. And it's coming from a director who's done some bloody good films and, you know, it is run. You know, because Christopher, Christopher Smith did Creep, which is, I don't know if you guys have seen the Creep. It's based on the London Underground. There's creatures on the underground. Yeah, I've seen Creep. Yeah. He did that. He did Creep. Bloody good film. Absolutely not oh, really? Um Triangle. I, triangle. That's really good. weird. Because Creep actually is a scary film. Mm. I didn't find any of this scary. No. No, I totally Did agree. anybody find any, any part of this scary at all? The only bits I found creepy was the blind woman. When she, when, no, when, the usual, you know, it's in the dark. You see you know, flashes of it. Like in Wrong Turn. Right, you have little flashes of the people who are blind in the... In the yeah. in the pit, very similar to that. You see something in the in the corner, and you go, "Oh, what's like that?" Or should jump out? Yeah, it's a jump scare. But apart from that, nothing, nothing in here to really kind of put my put me up on edge or anything. What about you, Marcus? Yeah, no, I, I get what you mean. Uh, like when I say this film kept me interested, uh, it was it, it was interesting the whole way through. I definitely agree with you both. Where it, it's not really scary. The, the tunnel scenes, like you say, Mark, are probably the most scary, just because they're more flashes of things. Mm. But even like right at the end, when you do see the ghost, uh, I think because they've they then just show her as an actual person, it seems that sort of takes away any scare factor that was there. Mm. Uh, but yeah, there like there were certain bits and pieces that I did like a lot. Uh, the mental asylum part where she was looking through the keyhole and she saw herself in that room, but then we saw beforehand the. Uh, lady just sitting in the room and she heard something knock on the, like, sort of rattle the door so she looked and went to check mm. and then we find out it was her looking at herself <coughs> I felt like bits like that were pretty good uh, mm. but yeah it, I suppose really the film's almost like a plenty of like okay things just no like outstanding mm. things but saying that, that exact same scene we've seen before in House in the House of Time Forgot yeah. The old lady. Are we and... sensing a copy? No, oh, well, no. She's the lady, which is older. Then seeing her as a young person, but then we've been seeing the start of the film when she's young, and all the ghostly shits happening. 
we know it at the end by the end of the film it's it's her other self. Very, very similar scene. I don't know. But that's just how I feel anyway. But you know. I feel like I think Christopher Smith, Christopher Smith is a two film director. He's done two really good films. And after that, I think he's kind of just, you know, not picked up where he kind of hit and miss. Yeah, very. Because I like I love Creep. Yeah. I love Triangle. Severance is a bit, you know, it's Danny Dyer. I don't like Danny Dyer anyway. But you know, then he goes on to do Get Santa, and he's got, you know, he does, does Alex Ryder series, and you know, it's, to me, I think he's trying to do something different, but it's failed completely with this one. Any good bits in it, though? I mean, you know, the, the end sequence, you know, which like no, let 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 her play, because you know she's obviously lost a child, child's been taken off her, and. You know, she's not gone to rest because obviously the the spirit is you know wants revenge for the death of her child, but nothing really comes of. What about the, pe- the, the What about the two people who got murdered at the first part of the movie? Apart from they've gone away, yeah. nothing. They don't find their bodies. That's kind of mentioned and not gone. And the the gingerhead guy, uh, he he looks like Mister Fox from Peter Rabbit. Just out the thread it out there, but. <laughs> <laughs> he, he kind of stands out a lot in that movie for no apparent reason. And He's in something, and I can't work out what. And I, mm. I don't want to Google it because I know it's something really obvious. He looks mischievous as well. Like, if if there was to be like a, a demonic sort of evil villain, I'd imagine it to have been him. But mm. then he ended up being one of the good guys. And it was it just a bit confusing. Well, his his voice. There's something about it that puts me on edge because it's like it's put on, but whatever I had seen him in before, he had that voice because I remember thinking, "That's a fake voice." Mm. Such a weird accent he's got. It's like a, I don't know. I can't even. I I literally can't even describe it. Yeah, cause it's Sean Harris. What's he been in before? What's he been in before? Let's have a look. Is that the fella? Yeah. Films that you've seen. Let's <laughs> have a look. Uh, Mission Impossible. Which one? Uh, Fallout and Rogue Nation. Uh, I've not seen Fallout. He was in Possum as well. Well, that was in Possum. Mm. It's in Harry Brown, but that's a good film which did another one. I've not seen that. That is very good, actually, but it's not a horror film, so we can't tend to put it on this podcast. Plan Plan B did the theme for that. It was a good song. Mm. And Chase and Status. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm. So, anything else to add, guys? Or, uh... I think it's time to uh, do the question. Yeah, I think there's not much really to say about this one. Um, yeah, so I'll go with Marcus first. Marcus, keep it or bit it. I'm going to bit it. Uh, now you've both said your sides <laughs> on it. Uh, he caves saw... so fast. He does. Well, it's peer pressure. <laughs> no, it's uh, I've, as you've said your sides, I've really just thought about it. And I was like, yeah, there's like the majority of it isn't great. Like, it's not a bad film. I don't think it's bad. I just don't think it's great. And uh, I won't watch it again. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Niall, keep it up in it. Uh, it's a bin from me. It was just boring. It went on too long. And what I really don't like about it is it had really good actors mm. and it just didn't do anything with them. Fair enough, fair enough. And yeah, it's unforgivable, so it's a bin. And I'm going to bin it, mostly because it's a 
god awful film and also it's I've noticed Sank with a lot of these movies World War 2 acting sounds really forced uh, it's yeah. the worst kind of accent you can do is World, World War 2 English it really bugs me every time you see that it, uh, Marcus made a good point of um, Peggy Carter from the Marvel movies yeah exactly the same accent bugs the fuck out of me so yes so it's a bin for me unfortunately fair play cool. Should we the throw banishing in has been banished. It has. To the pit. Mm. Anyway, right. So, <laughs> um, as always, let's do a shout out to our sponsor. So, whoop, whoop. Every, uh, every episode we do is sponsored by the amazing Abominable Book Club. Um, they do brilliant book boxes for two different price ranges. Uh, you get uh, just the books, which is just a brand new book and a second hand book. Or you get the full box as well which is snacks books little treats here and there so um again thank you for them sponsoring us you can go over to abominable book club at createjoy.com and if you use the code bloody good reads at the checkout you can get 10 percent off your first box to so go and do you know what i like out. about them what was that they're very good on twitter they are very good on twitter very very good and also i like following the little magazines and stuff that they have in the box also on instagram and twitter as well to go and get them all a, a good follow um i feel really bad because I, I i think it was marcus's month this month and i got the box so marcus you've got the next one coming your way once i change the addresses oh well that means hey. i've got an extra month to wait i do apologize i completely forgot <laughs> on purpose no no <laughs> what I, sweets did I, you get in that box uh, i got welsh cakes you didn't miss out much uh, okay. <laughs> they are Welsh cakes are good, but yeah, they're not. They're no strawberry fudge. That's all I'm saying. Then no. Uh, I got. So I do. Uh, so I do like apologise, Marcus. <laughs> oh, that's all right. I I think I could forgive you. <laughs> what did you get, Marcus? When I got my one, um, it was like these strawberry uh, cookies with like this uh, oh. drizzled icing on top. I, I can't remember what it was, but they were really, really good. <laughs> they do really good sweets. I'm not gonna lie. I love books. But that is the first thing I check. And the second thing I check is the pin. The That's my really second favourite. This time we got a magnet this month, which was uh, actually really Ooh. quite cool. So I'll post a picture of that up on the uh, on our uh, Instagram some point this week as well. Mm. But the book this month was amazing. It's Deity. And it's one I've started reading on the way to work. And really, really cool. So I really, 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 really suggest people go out and buy that as well. Um, hopefully... You never know if the author's about. Get them on bloody good reads. So we'll see what happens. So, let's get on to our second film of the podcast. Our main event, as, as uh, it might be. The Stylist. Hi. Right this way. So, what's the plan? I wish my hair would do that. But we all want what we don't have. We all want what we don't have. <laughs> Claire, this is amazing. Can't wait to see this with the dress. Oh, neither can I.
I was gonna wedding madness. Getting married turns you into such a narcissist. <laughs> I am actually nervous. It's gonna be great. I love you. Tell me about you, Claire. I do hair. You get to go in and out of people's lives. You hear stories. The hairstylist. She's creepy. Doesn't Liv actually know her? You give life advice. Almost like having a family. Are you okay? Stupid! <sighs> what did you do? So, so now, is it still Marcus this time of his minute? or do you... No. Oh, do you know, <laughs> as it's my week, and I've got a feeling this is going to happen a lot now to me, mm-hmm. um, I think I'm going to nominate Mark. Um, let me <laughs> just get a timer up. <coughs> I've got the timer up. Are you ready, Mark? <clears throat> yeah, let's go for it. I don't need a minute. I need 30 seconds. That's all I need. Three, two, one, go. So, uh, a lady with really bad uh, uh, social skills decides that every time she's unhappy, she's going to scalp somebody, just because it makes her happy. Uh, She gets obsessed with a woman who wants to do her wedding hair, um, wants to stalk her, and uh, and, just takes her hair at the end of it. (laughs) Hello, I got. You have 36 seconds. Right. Uh, she kills somebody because for reasons. Um, she stalks people <laughs> and uh, she, yeah, really likes hair. I miss hair. You have. <laughs> I had hair once. You have 18 seconds. Um, I really want to know what it's like to have a long lock of hair like that. Maybe I should go around scalping people too. <laughs> I'm just going to stop the timer there. You stop with my seven doors seconds now. left. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I think I covered it all there, yeah? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, start with you now. What do you think of this film? Okay, I'm going to shock you all and say that this might be the best film we've watched this year. Okay. okay. Um... Especially, especially where we're watching it, where we've been in lockdown for what feels like about 16,000 million months. Mm. There's this dark film that should, on the surface, be complete shit. I mean, I text my friends yesterday saying, oh, I'm just, I can't go online because I'm watching a film about some woman who steals scalps. <laughs> and I that was within like the first thirty seconds of the film, and I was completely captivated by it. It was it's this woman who, right? We should say she does steal scalps because she essentially has some sort of I can't really explain it. It's like it's um, like crisis. She basically puts on the scalp and then she becomes that person. So it's basically like escapism because no one really talks to her. 
She doesn't really interact with anybody. The only person she interacts with is the woman in the coffee shop and the woman who's getting married. Mm. I mean, the people in her work, there's no interaction between them in the entire film. No one talks to her. Like, she's so lonely. She knows the stuff she's doing is wrong. Mm. Like, when she commits murder. And that's why halfway through, she has, like, a crisis and gets rid of... She has a basement. And that's where she keeps all the, like, scalps and looks in the mirror and becomes someone else. She Halfway through, she basically has an identity crisis and throws the key away because she knows that she's becoming obsessed and she knows that it's becoming a problem. And and partly as well because she feels like she, now she's got a friend. Like, she doesn't need yeah. that anymore. Doesn't need that safety blanket. Yeah, and then she overhears some of the bridesmaid, like, talking about how she shouldn't be there and then it brings her back mm. and there's so many levels to this film like it's a whole psychological fucking drag through the dirt i think it's just a really good film mm. like it's it's dark as shit although i will say one thing mm. and i'll i'll say it after you two have said what you have to say about it okay Cool. Well, go straight to marcus then marcus what do you think of this one um i'm gonna sound like a wet lettuce here now <laughs> But I want to take back one of the things I said about the last film about this when I mm. said that I when I said the other film uh, sort of kept my attention a lot more. I've just been looking through the pictures on Google Images, and also, of course, what you said has reminded me of the film. And uh, actually, no, yeah, this one kept my attention a bit more. <laughs> it's because she's fit. No, she's creepy. Well, I mean, yeah, she's an attractive lady, but she's creepy <laughs> as anything. It, no. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if someone smiled at me the way she did, I would not be feeling happy. I would be quite concerned. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, no, it it's a good film. I I do like it. There's a lot of creepy aspects to it and uh the whole way through makes it, like keeps you tense. Uh, for me, I didn't like the feeling I felt when watching the film because it always made me think, "Oh my god, what's she going to do?" Like it wasn't even I don't know, say she was about to get caught. It's just they're so weird. Uh, wacky actions that you just think why the fuck are you going to cut her hair off or scalp her and the scene with the barber where she pulls the scissors down and looks up at her bag and accidentally goes into her face and she starts oh. waking up I'm like mm. oh my god yeah. oh my god <laughs> and it just seems like that and I just think what the fuck are you doing but it just kept me interested uh, yeah the, I felt like the ending though uh, which is probably what Nile might have brought up it is, was yeah. very predictable extremely predictable funny and I'm glad they put it in there <laughs> You saw right, I will say it now then. So, I hated the ending. Mm. Because it didn't make any sense. So, you fantasise about being with this woman. You don't then kill her to be with her husband. What should have happened in that scene is they should have panned to, like, the honeymoon. And, you know, the the wife then come in and her be in bed with the husband's hair. I don't think it's <laughs> I know about that sounds the husband, funny, though. And I... I think it's she wants to be her. Yeah, I think she's it... jealous. The yeah. thing is, she didn't want to be her because she hated all her friends. Mm. I think she just wanted to be with her, and that's why she was so jealous of the husband, because she was like, you shouldn't be with him. He's not good enough. Mm. I th It's as stupid. I see why they didn't go this route, because it would have been weird and funny but it would have made more sense if she had taken the husband's identity to be with the woman mm. rather than the woman's identity to be with the random bloke who she didn't even like. 
I think, yeah, they were very much going back and forth with hints of, very much hinting that she wanted to be with the girl. Um, but I think there was elements of her hinting towards just being jealous of her lifestyle. Because uh, she mentions to one of her original clients, oh yeah, uh, jealous basically of what you can't have. Yeah. Which was then obviously we thought was the hair and all that. But yeah, I think she wants to be of her, but she's also jealous of the happy lifestyle that she actually lives, considering how lonely she is. You know when she kills the bride at the end, when she says, I don't run. Mm. That was the other reason why I thought she wasn't going to kill her, because I thought she was coming to terms with the fact that she literally could not be her. Mm. Like, I don't run. I can't run. But then she did it anyway, and I was like, well, I just, that ending doesn't sit right with me at all. Mark, what do you think? This is probably the second best one we've done this year. Willy's Wonderland's obviously my favourite of the year so far. But, um... Oh, yeah. No, I think this, this, this is a really good film. I... This is my kind of film. Um, it was quite a nice change of pace from The Banishing, which I couldn't... Yeah, I, I struggled to get even get through, to be honest. This one, no, I kept my attention all the way through. Um, the acting's really good in this one. Uh, I love the scene, like you were saying about in the cafe with the uh, uh, with lady in the, in, in the, ca- the coffee shop where she kind of slices her face, then kind of like, huh, what are you doing? Nah, let's kill you now. Um, I feel like that was, that was quite quite a cool scene. I, I love that scene because basically when she cuts someone's scalp off, it seems like she doesn't think that's murdering them. No, yeah. But slicing her face, that's like, oh my... I've well, actually, because you've ruined, the, you've, you've ruined it now. You can't have her hair. Because she's ruined the scalp. So yeah. You can't have half a face. It's not. So it was like two levels. It was like, well, if, if you can't have the scalp, mm. then it's fine. But if you can't have the scalp, then it's definitely yeah, wrong. So it's, it's not perfect. And that's what she wants. She wants perfection. And, yeah. you know, even from the first woman she kills... What happened to that woman's body, by the way? No, that, that was never explained. There's no, no. police in this they, town she's in. There's just no. Apart from place. the one of "Have you seen this woman?" when she kills the uh, the random woman. <laughs> yeah, they do. They they do all their police work. Yeah, the posters. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. And at, at that point, she had somebody else's hair anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, but what's with the random woman? Normally, it's people that she's seen before. Or she knows, like she knows their life, and I, was, I swear that that was get, she's going to go to the oh what the no, coffee the woman. woman the uh, the more gothy woman the rocky rocky one yeah I didn't get that I, bit either she just walked into someone's house I thought she's going to go her. to the black girl's house like the one the bridesmaids because she really went into her house yeah. just to almost kill her then I thought oh maybe she's gone back yeah. you know but obviously not because she was very obsessed with it and. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna say this in, in, without sounding like I'm being offensive. The mannequin head that she looks at before she does the murder is darker. So in my mind, I think, oh, maybe she's going to kill the black guy and take her hair. I actually didn't notice that. I think that's just a red herring, though, just to make maybe. you think, oh, it's gonna Possibly. be. Well, she does go to that girl's house to actually yeah, kill she her. She never does. But then she realizes that it's not. It's going to be slightly more difficult than she had imagined. Mm. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, the ending is stupid. I do think it's because she wants to be her. She wants that perfect life, and there is there's, there's that storyline kind of hidden near the end 
which must be either her wedding, and she was left at the altar, or something to do with a wedding. Because it's something to do with, with, with Claire and her her life previously, because she's listening back to that audio um, audio recording. I think it must be where she's yeah. been stood up at her wedding, because that must be the woman that she was going to marry. And that's why she's freaking out over the hair so much. I don't know. I don't know. But she seems obviously she is a she's obsessed with the I've forgotten the name, the name of the woman who she's doing the hair for, but the one she's doing the hair for who she takes the hair off at the end. You know, she obviously is obsessed with her. And she does want to be with her, but she also yeah. wants to be her. You get what I mean? But you know, she wants to be somebody else. She doesn't like herself. If she if she's somebody else, she's happier. Like when she takes She's completely trapped, yeah. isn't she? Pretty much. Like you know, she's you know, like, like deep down, she's a, a nice person, but she feels isolated, and she does yeah. have that social anxiety part. Which, as soon as she takes somebody's hair, she feels better about herself. But no other hair would make her happy. All the hair that she had are from people that she doesn't make her happy anymore. That's why she's gone for the rocker girl and took her hair. Somebody different, maybe I suppose, but. I think that was like a one night stand sort of thing. Mm. Like she just wanted to go after something that was different. Possibly, I mean, actually, that sounds yeah, it makes more more sense. It's so many layers to this movie. And you know, this is the reason I love this film. It's because we've it's been so long since we've had a film that we can actually talk about. Mm. Like this, this film is actually well thought out, and you can actually deconstruct it. Mm. And talk about it. And it's been a long time since we've had a film like that. Yeah, we don't get them often. A lot of them are very predictable. Especially as this come out of, like, complete left field. Like, I'd never heard of it before. Mm. It was... I mean, it was sent to us, wasn't it? This was a Yeah, one, one of my preview links. Um, yeah, so, yeah. If people want to go and catch this movie, it is on the Arrow player now. Which, uh, thank you to the guys over at Fetch for sending this over to us for the Arrow, Arrow kind of player previews. Um, yeah, you find so much so much cool stuff on the Arrow player, and this is the kind of stuff you'd find on there. A bit more kind of say art housey in a way, or more kind of. I would say art house. Yeah, just, just well made film. Mm. I think with art house you sometimes get a bit hipstery, but I think this was. For example, climax. <laughs> but no, no, I I really enjoyed it. It's one of the best ones we've done on the podcast, really. Um. And more like this would be nice. Thank you, yes, please. Um, yeah. <laughs> any more points you guys want to make? I've got three points. Mm-hmm. One, it reminded me of One Hour Photo, and not a lot of people are going to remember that film. Oh, I fucking love that movie. It's the whole sort of cringe, I'm doing stuff in people's homes, and I want to be a part of their life, mm. and I'm going to wait till the last minute to leave. And I'll say, or, one, of, one of the best leave. Robin Williams movies. Oh, it's so cringe, though. Mm. But, like, in a good way. Mm-hmm. I still can't believe that's him. Every time I watch it, force myself to watch it, I'm just like, I can't believe that's Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, you feel sorry for her. Yeah. I mean, the fact that she's essentially a baddie in a horror film, you probably shouldn't, but you do. And I want the, uh, want the bridesmaids to die as well. They were horrible, weren't they? Mm. I can't remember what the third thing was, so uh, I think you should ask the question. I do just want to add quickly, before you do ask that question, Mm. uh, I 
had searched before this the stylist on Google Images, the, like the other film, just to get a rough eye a reminder. Mm. Scrolling down a little bit, keep in mind this is the stylist, and I would assume to do with hair. Mm. Why is there a picture of Dwayne Johnson? <laughs> I don't think that's the right one. Because <laughs> why not? <laughs> I, I must He's say, he might be good at styling his clothes, but I can't see him styling his hair very well. Well... He could do with being, you know, going around scalping people too. There you go. <laughs> he had lovely hair back in his wrestling days. <laughs> he, he did. <laughs> anyway, right, Marcus, yeah. keep it up. Uh, I'm going to keep it. You, you look bringing up your points again. It. I feel like I need hair to watch pressure. the film again to really sort of take in everything. Because uh, yeah, there's points that you lot mentioned that I didn't really think about. Uh, it's a good film, and every it seems every part of it has been thought out for the next step. It's like well, everything that they filmed, they've always had the next scene in mind, rather than just mm. film it and shove it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Keep... Now, keep up in it. Unbinnable. Yay! We need an unbinnable sound. That's what we need. We do, like trumpets and such. I'll just see if I can find something. Um, it was just really, <laughs> really good, this film. Like, mm. this was an actual horror film. It made me feel everything. And I didn't like the end, and I think that should be different, but it didn't ruin the rest of the film for me. The acting's brilliant, the atmosphere's fucking dark and creepy, and honestly makes you think about, you know, like, yourself in lockdown. Am I becoming Mm -hmm. a weird scalpy golem person? You might be. (laughs) Um, Let's not let that happen. (laughs) It's not his hair he wants us to cut. Oh, do you know what? I'm so desperate for a haircut right now that I would let her cut my hair. I don't. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Just don't drink off of her her wine shelf. Yes. Oh, I forgot about the wine. Sometimes she poisons it. Sometimes she doesn't, and that throws in a load of questions. <coughs> mm-hmm. Oh, just there's so many layers to this film. We could honestly talk about it for hours. I reckon. Bloody good film. Yeah. There you go. Good cool. And I am going to do it at an unbinnable. <laughs> um, yep, yeah, this is one of the best ones we've done on, on this podcast. I think the layers to this movie and just, just the general feel of it. It reminds me of one of you probably watch later down the line called The, the Cleaning Lady, which I saw at Friar Fest, which a uh, very similar kind of, kind of, kind of plot. But um, has that same kind of creepiness to it without the... Uh, unfortunateness of the ending um, but yeah I think this is one of the best ones we've done so I'm going to do it in a bit more. good I'm going to find out a little bit more about who made this film I think should see what I else think they're done. probably worth keeping an eye on indeed indeed and we'll watch more of this now. yeah I have a theory by the way guys mm. I have a theory that she was actually blonde herself and where all those scalps that she'd put on her head without washing them has just dyed her hair red <gasps> <gasps> Maybe. Maybe she just never had a shower. Mm. <laughs> she never saw her have a shower. Maybe she just... <laughs> no, just no. <laughs> cool. Right. So, we need to decide what we're watching the next episode. One is a third film in a series that we've already covered two of. and I want to just finish it off. I want to get it done and over with. And Oh, no. <laughs> Oh no! Graven Don't you free. say Hellraiser! Don't you do it! Hellraiser free! Ah! Oh, <laughs> God damn it! 
<laughs> let's do the trifecta. Let's do the trilogy. Let's just finish it off. Get it out of the way. Uh, um, but I've also watched it. There is, but there's a. Let's do the main trilogy. <laughs> oh, you never know. Like after Grave Encounters two, Hellraiser might be the best film I've ever seen to be in my fair, entire life. To be fair, Hellraiser three is classed as one of the better ones. Oh, you but you said that about one. True. Everybody's talking um, bollocks about Hellraiser. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> Uh, um, so yeah so that's going to be my first pick and my second pick oh the baby two no is it the baby two no (laughs) oh you Um, didn't do a sequel to that film how strange I wonder why (laughs) is there a Grave Encounters 3 that I haven't seen no is it does that have the world's smuggest man in it Probably. Uh, I've just searched it up. It says Grave Encounters Three is yet another film on the Grave Encounters series, Fuck waiting. Off. Oh, waiting to be made. <laughs> Fuck up, <laughs> waiting keep, forever keep to waiting. be made. Fucking better do. So uh, I think yeah, we'll do the burning next. So the burning and Hellraiser Three. Hellraiser. So yes. Yeah, so next episode, I'll just take my horrorcast. We'll finally finish our our free movie run of the Hellraiser movies, and we'll also watch. The 80s slasher classic, The Burn. This is like Friday the 13th, isn't it? Very similar to, yeah. I've never seen it, but apparently it's very good. It's a classic. It's it's one of the classic slashers from back in the day. I'm seeing a lot of pictures of people with shears, and all I can think of is hot fuzz of people tripping and falling (laughs) on their own shoes. Yeah. There you go. So that is it. That is our next episode of the Horrorcast. But again, next week's episode, in a couple of weeks' time, our release will be Ginger Dead Man. So, talking about awful movies, Ginger Dead Man. Um, as always, thank you for listening to the podcast. Catch me over on Twitter at Snakebite Horror. You can catch me over on Instagram at Snakebite Horror as well. No, you can't on Instagram because we've been blocked on there. Catch me on Instagram on Bloody Good Reads. And as always, you can see me every week on Bloody Good Reads as well. Uh, so, that'll be coming back in by the time this is being released. It'll be the April editions so yes we'll be back in April with some really good authors coming up as well one very extreme episode which just goes a bit dark so that's always good uh, so yeah as always I have been joined by my co-host so it's a goodbye from now bye goodbye from me and goodbye from Marcus toodles what, while I'm typing what, have you guys watched that new Just, Justice League yet or? four hours long no I ain't watching that shit yeah Four hours. Four. I know. That's I, like... I, I, tr- I tried an hour. I fell asleep. That's like two <laughs> towers and a bit of Return of the King. There's a new uh, Justice doesn't... League? Well, no, it's, it's the, the same, same Justice League. Because it's the original directors. Yeah. Oh. I mean, the original was shit. I mean, it can't take that much to make it better. Because it was one of the worst films I've ever seen in my life. It's terrible. I don't know. We've watched Shockers on this podcast. No, they're worse than that. I would rather watch... Um, the baby. Be careful here. <laughs> oh, what's what's that film I hate? I've banished it from my brain. The one Marcus that... made us watch. Grave Encounters. Grave Encounters. I'd rather watch Grave Encounters one than Justice League. Yeah, which one? The first or the second? Because first, uh, first, I would watch Grave repeat. Encounters two again. Not for all the money in the entire world. <laughs> there you go. I would actually for ten grand. I would watch it again. There, there you go. Then. yourself a bit it's short gonna... there. <laughs> just, just, just go. Uh, Justice League, not as bad as uh, Grave Encounters too. Yeah, but you could say that about anything, <laughs> any film in the entire world. Remember the baby? Yeah, not as bad as Grave Encounters too. 
I quite liked uh, Grave Encounters. Don't it wasn't the I guy thought you were like, going to say the baby then. <laughs> no. <laughs> wasn't the guy he, like, he came on and he was like, "Hi guys, I'm Blasphemous Rex or whatever it was." Hey, he was welcome a, he back was a to Grave Encounters. That was, was a manic farmer. Oh yeah, yeah. No, never mind. That's a, that's a crossover <laughs> for the agents. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> just oh. splice them into films now, Marcus. To be honest, maybe we can save the film here. And do you know what? Maybe that crossover is what was missing. They already had portals and shit, so they could have done it. Yeah, true. He's just did everything. Avengers film. <laughs> yeah, yeah Blasphemous Rex makes a cameo and everything. Fuck it, let's yeah. start. <clears throat> Legend has it, he goes around squirting tomato juice, making it look like blood. Is that a thing he did in the film, or have you just made that up? No, remember, he went to cut someone's neck really slowly, and then like it squirted a bit of tomato sauce out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Ooh, mm. A bit styly, isn't it? Join the reserves with me if you want. Do you know what, Marcus? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. All right. I'm so bored. Cool. <laughs> right, three, two. I'm going to do a, an intro. One. Fuck. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Thank you. Brilliant. <coughs> I like it. Fuck.